What is up everyone, I'm Steve, and these are the Memoirs of an Indonesian American, a show that shares experiences, tips, and tools that have shaped friends of mine to become who they are today. I hope that there's something here that you can relate to, whether you're Indonesian or not. In this episode, I'll be hearing from Josephine, an individual who at a young age has had to take up a few extra chores around the house and done her fair share of growing up in terms of her responsibilities, all while being a kid who is now fresh in her teenage years. She's a fun-loving, charismatic young person who is always able to lighten the mood no matter the circumstance, but is loved and admired by her peers who treat her like their sister they never had. Josephine will be sharing her thoughts and experience through the eyes of someone young and has risen to the occasion in being responsible and getting stuff done. Let's have a listen. All right, everyone. I'm here with Josephine, who is here to talk to us about having young responsibilities, responsibilities as a young person. But first, let's get to know Josephine a little bit. Josephine, what are you passionate about? Um, I, uh, oh, I already messed up. Um, I'm very passionate about my future job. Um, my future job is probably making my own business. I want to be more independent in life and more successful by myself. Oh, nice. So what steps are you taking? Do you have anything in mind? Like a career trajectory? Mm, not really. What do you need to do to be accomplished? Mm. Where do you need to go? Um, I've been looking through colleges, even though I'm still in middle school. Oh, that's good. Um, I like NYU, you know. Interesting. But it could change. My job, my dream job could change, but good. I'm into the business more. All right. Fantastic. Very cool. Is it because you watch to all the mm-hmm. boys? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Maybe it's just K-drama, but... <laughs> also featuring Inda. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Cool. Josephine, I'm a little curious because... You're, what, in eighth grade? And you're thinking about college. Um, But I was just wondering, have you felt like you needed to pursue your career, like, throughout your whole life, or just starting now? Well, I wanted to be different types of things, like astronaut, um, uh, marine biologist. But I started thinking, like, more reasonable things that I could actually do. Like, okay, maybe we, I could be an astronaut, but um, I don't think I would actually do it. Um, so I just picked, um, um, like, business because, um, like, in class, we've been thinking about our careers, our school life, um, like, college classes and um, high school classes. And I decided to be in business, and I want to pursue that. Cool. That's very cool. I don't want to spoil anything, but we have a few more podcasts coming up on girl bosses. So maybe you can have a listen to those as well and decide if that that's what you like to do and get some advice. Awesome.
Welcome back, everyone. In this segment, we'll be talking to Josephine and discussing how someone can be young and grown up at the same time. So what I think is that when you're young, you're going to get exposed to things, good or bad. And when your parents teach you things about how you act and like how you act with around people and... Um, I have like, younger friends that are really smart and really young and grown up at the same time. Mm. And I feel like why they act like how they act is because what they are... Um, ex- All right. So, Josephine, you talked about being exposed when you're young. Um, I personally know that you carry a lot of responsibility And it's really cool to know that you're even more responsible than me sometimes in certain things. So can you kind of explain for the audience what your philosophy is on chores? Like, do you like chores, you know, clean the house or doing things? And do you think that's is that's helping shape who you are? And maybe it's your version of being exposed to being grown up. I personally do not like them. I do not like chores at all. But actually, especially doing the dishes. I don't really like doing the dishes. Yeah, me neither. Or, but I love mopping the floor. Interesting. Um, What's the difference? They're both cleaning. Yeah, but my hands are always in the water, and I don't really like washing True that. dishes with. And you get exercise if you're mopping, right? You yeah, get to go around exactly. rather than just standing there. I don't know. I do it. I I do it just because I hate looking at a dirty sink. Right? I mean, there are days when I'm super tired and I just leave it. <laughs> but honestly, I'm the opposite. I I would rather do the dishes than mop. I don't know why. I just feel like there's so many like places that I could never get, mm-hmm. and it's just that extra level of work I'm not ready to commit to. So what's what's the deal with mopping? Um, it lets me think. Oh. Like while I'm mopping, I'd be thinking about random stuff. Yeah. And what I need to do after I'm mopping. So, but it's been really important for you because it's kind of a now a quiet time, your time to reflect and maybe listen to music and just think about stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Okay. Now, do they teach? Do chores really teach you anything about maybe life at all? Um, yeah, they do. Um, when I know that um, doing chores will help you in the future when you're by yourself or more independent in life, mm-hmm. when you don't have parents telling you what to do anymore. Mm-hmm. And but at the same time, like I get lazy sometimes, and I just don't want to do it. But I know they're they're really helpful in the future. Yeah, you're like, not the only one. You're <laughs> not the only one. Trust me. Everyone listening to this right now is raising their hand saying, I was lazy enough to not do my chores. And I feel bad for putting it off. Exactly. But, but you still end up doing them. Yeah. Now, why is that? Because I know that it's more helpful um, to help with um, doing chores. So... My Oma doesn't have to um, do everything all the time. Yeah, so now you're uh, you're the support system. You can help contribute to what the house is like. 
yeah. and and kind of pull your weight and kind of learn how to take your responsibility. Do you kind of okay? So um, for the multifamily households out there, would you feel kind of offended if someone else did your chores for you and they did it differently? Um, I mean, if they did it, they did it. Um, it's fine by me. Because have you ever seen something get done and then have to do it again? No. You've never felt that way? You're just like, oh, it's done. Yeah, it's done. <laughs> I'll just do it again when I need to or yeah, when it needs to be done. But if they did it like extremely wrong, then I'll probably do it again. Like what? Can you give me an example? Like you're washing the dishes and someone someone else washes the dishes and you can still feel the rice on it and it's still like crusty. Like I'd be grabbing those and just scrape it off. Yeah, how could you have those crusty rice plates? <laughs> how dare you? No, it's weird. What's weird is all the crust that's then on the bottom of the plate. <laughs> all right. Well, cool. All right. So do you think, in a follow-up question to that, do you feel like kids, teens, adults need to do their chores? Yeah. Oh, yeah, 100%. Because um, I know it will help you in the future, like I said. And... It will make you more active in life. And yeah. Because it's not just that you're cleaning your house or doing things to live your life, but that trickles down to other things. You learn the responsibilities of certain things. Has that ever translated, you feel like, into your schoolwork or into your school life? That since you knew how to do some things, that kind of mentality carried over in your schoolwork or co-curriculars? Uh, wait, what? <laughs> do you feel like the mentality of knowing that I have to do things and take responsibility, has that ever affected any other parts of your life outside of the house? Yeah. Um, like when I'm at someone's house um, and I already ate at their house, um, it's... I guess it would. I would say it's more respectfully to wash hmm. um, the plate instead of just leaving it there. Even though you're the guest, and I know that yeah. a lot of, for me at least, Indonesian host families will say, "You leave it, and I'll take care of it." Yeah, but you still do it anyways. <laughs> That's really nice. Now I think that might tie into an American culture kind of thing, because that's that's being respectful and um, all the kind of good stuff. But typically for me. Um, when, whenever we have guests, like with me at my mom's house, she'd be like, well, just leave it there. I'll take care of it because she wants to be the gracious host and really nice. Um, but cool. That does show a lot of, a lot of initiative and a lot of responsibility because I know like there are some people my age, even that don't like doing chores. There are chores that I don't like doing that I have to go do. But if I never learned how to do them when I was young, do you think, do you think when you're older, it's e- you can learn it? You yeah. can learn how to do things? Yeah, you can learn when you're older, but at the same time, like... Is there an advantage to learning younger than, than most people or doing your chores when you're young? Um, I think it's better to do chores when you're younger. So you can figure out your own ways to do it. Well, I honestly don't know. Sorry, I messed up. Oh, that's okay. And and, But you're experiencing more things. So you're yeah. learning how to 
take more responsibility in a longer period of time. Whereas if you started later, then you'd have less, right? Cool. All right, so I wanted to get to this deeper question. Um, not just doing chores or taking responsibility, but do you feel like um, as a young person, as a kid, have you had to sacrifice anything where in, for taking care of your responsibilities? Yeah, sometimes. Like when I have to do chores before I go out and leave the house, and sometimes I would forget and I couldn't go, which um, is totally my fault, so I have to do them. And I understand that I'm supposed to do them, and she already told me before, so I wouldn't go. So I would sacrifice having fun then instead of, yeah. So it's a work hard, play hard. Yeah, exactly. Hmm. Interesting. And for the listeners out there, do you feel like they can find balance or start wherever they're at to learn how to take initiative? And it sounds like you have a really strict mentality of, I know I need to do something before I get to enjoy. Do you find a, do you find like it's negative if you have to, if you flip it? Like, oh, I'll just put it off till later and I'll do it. I'll have fun right now. Um, it is really negative because... If you're pushing it to the side all the time, you're not going to get things done and you're not going to learn um, how to do them at an early time. And it would be your fault that you're not doing them. Or, um, yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Cool. And that, that doesn't have to deal with like just chores. That could be maybe babysitting yeah. or, or doing groceries. So really anything. Good. So now I just want to wrap up this segment in asking you for the listeners and the audience, what are your tips for maybe liking chores or doing chores or acknowledging that you need to do them and taking responsibility, I guess? There are many ways to do, um, to do chores. Like if it's boring for you, make it funner. Like, um, like listen to music while you're doing it. Um, there's many ways to make it more fun. And another tip is just do them before before um, doing other things because it could... Wait, oh, shoot. Wait, hold up. Um, doing chores, like, right now would be more um, easier than doing them later because while your tests are stacking on, um, you will push them more to the side and then um, more tasks and then it keeps getting pushed and then another week and you have mold on your dishes. And oh goodness, no, not, I don't want that. That's not good. Yeah, so the hard work comes before the enjoyment yeah. in the sense that maybe it'll take too long for you to do it and then you just maybe even forget about it. Exactly. And that's detrimental to you. Um, and that applies to life also. You know, there are things like um, maybe if you go to school, right? Some people, as they get older, once they're done, they're like, I do not want to go back. And it's so hard for me to get back. Or like if you're into a habit, like maybe you want to, like for me, I like to go running, right? If I happen to stop, maybe I lose my momentum, right? Um, so it's nice to, and important to start with it. Uh, 
if it's a like if we're gonna apply it to today, like for me, I'll eat like my vegetables first and then eat the things that I want to eat after, right? Because it's like, oh, let's just get these out of the way, and then you enjoy what's left of what you need to do. Cool. Any other tips you got for us? Not in my head right now. Um, what else? Mm. What would you say to someone if they were like, I don't need them. I'll just pay someone to do them. And take care of my responsibilities. I just want to have fun. Then that's their fault because they're not learning how to do things that are... Or more. Do you see that as a problem with our, like your generation or the generation before you? That some people maybe are just getting lazier. Yeah. You can tell that a lot, right? Yeah. Can you can you now can you just tell that from a person on on maybe for the example with you? It's like setting your dish even in the sink. If they don't even do that, maybe you can tell like. Yeah. Hmm, they could learn a thing or two. <laughs> yeah. All right. Good. Well, for the audience, I hope you learned a little bit more about being young and grown up at the same time and that you can hold on to responsibilities and that we should tackle them first before we learn to do and enjoy other things. Okay, so in this segment, we'll be talking about how Indonesian culture and your background plays a part into your American life. Uh, most of that probably being at school. Right, because that's where you experience being growing up and being American and being around your friends. Um, so, my first question would be: Do you ever feel like you're in between friend groups? Because I don't suspect, and maybe maybe it is that your Indonesian friends and American friends hang out all together. Do they? No, they do not. Not necessarily all the time, right? Not at all. So, do you feel like you've been in the middle sometimes yeah sometimes um before covid at lunch i would sit with the indonesian group and then the next day i sit with my normal friend group at school and it's just different because they're not friends like the indonesian yeah group. oh yeah the two separate groups yeah, right the two separate not the individuals within them no. okay okay Right. So what if you were ever in like a, like you went to an event or you went to something where they all came together and they were all getting along and they made connections that way? Would you feel a certain way? Would you feel like, oh, um, I feel like I was the only one that could make that connection with between the two. But it looks like my friends, both sides of these friends can actually come together. Um, I wouldn't be butthurt if both of them were like the Indonesian group and then my other group like friends I wouldn't be jealous I would be more happy actually because I don't have to um, separate them all the time like mm. the next day I had to do this and then the next day I had to go to the, the other friend group and does that leads me to another question do you ever feel like you have to be someone else in each group yeah in either group and how is that different um, sometimes I have to um, my other friend group, I have to act like a more a different way than my Indonesian group. Sometimes I'd be speaking Indonesian in my other group, and then sometimes I would like 
in that other group, I would talk differently or like act differently mm. than the Indonesian group. Do you feel like you'd find that you were still comfortable and you felt like both, like, let's say they were two different friend groups, you'd feel comfortable with both of them just in a different way, right? Yeah. Now, have you ever felt like it was strange? What did you just ask? Do you, feel, do you feel more like you can be who you are with your non-Indonesian friends? Or no. do you feel like you're more with your Indonesian friends? Uh, more with my Indonesian friends than my other group that are not Indonesian. Um, because I feel like they know me more than my other group. But you would hang out with the other group more than... The Indonesian group? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would hang out more with the other group because most of the time I would already be hanging out with the Indonesian group. Yeah. Hmm. And you'd say you kind of, you just feel easier just being around them. Yeah. Um, I feel more comfortable with the Indonesian group because I can relate more. Hmm. Like, oh, Oma said this. And then I was like, oh, my Oma did too. Like, but... With my other ones, um, my American ones, I really don't have a connection with that. In the, yeah, in that way. In that Not way, in that I way at least. But, <laughs> but with other friends, you'd at least have a connection in certain interests, maybe in classes. Yeah. Um, maybe you grew up together, and this is how it was, um, just being in a small town, knowing each other. All right, cool. Awesome. Um. How Indonesian do you feel? Like, if you could think of yourself on a scale, how do you? How Indonesian are you? Like one to ten, like five. Sure, one to ten, five. Okay, but how come? Is, is it because of language barrier? Is it you just don't? You've never been there. Well, you you have been there, but. <laughs> um, I think it's because like my language barrier. Like I've been learning more Indo. But at the same time, like, I'm not as good as the ones who are born there. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, it just feels really different from each other. Like, if I compared it to a Indonesian who was born there, it's way different than what I have experienced. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Do you feel like you've been better because you've been able to live in the United States? Have you been able to, do you ever think about it sometimes and compare the two? If you grew up in Indonesia or if you grew up in, like, do you feel like you've been a little bit more privileged to grow up in an American culture and learn these things um, versus others that have just grown up as an Indonesian in Indonesia? More. Do you have an advantage? Um, I wouldn't say I have an advantage. If like an Indonesian came to America, then the, I have an advantage. But if an Indonesian was is in Indonesia and then I was in America, being an Indonesian, I would have a disadvantage. Um, because um, I don't know a lot of my culture and... Um, being in America, I I don't really need my culture at the same time because um, I'm in America. I'm not in Indonesia. I don't need to know that culture right now. I'm not learning it in history class or anything like that. So. Yeah. And on a personal level, I know you love history. Yeah. 
but you don't feel like you need the culture right now because it's not what you need. Yeah. Interesting. And do you ever, you've never felt like if you continue on that kind of path, you'd lose all of your culture yeah. and you'd just be totally American? For sure. That doesn't scare you a little bit? Yeah, it kind of does scare me a little bit, but at the same time, um, I really don't need it. Interesting. But at the same time, um, it's good for me to learn what my background was or is. And I'd imagine, even for myself, I would not know what life would be like if I didn't have it, to be honest. Right. Right? If it wasn't around, right? whether it's someone scolding me in a different language or feeding me really good food from another country or even just... Just be just in that experience. I don't know if I would be the same. Okay. All right. What would you encourage listeners who feel the same way? Like they wouldn't need their Indonesian heritage or culture? Um, I would say just learn your culture because I know like you're from there and you should know what your background was and, um, even though you might not need it, um, you might need it someday. <laughs> and maybe it's not, it hasn't really applied to you or it's come out as necessary to you, made apparent, but um, it's never, you've never felt like it's needed to be incorporated, whether like in your schoolwork. Yeah. Like you're like, oh, I'm so glad because I'm Indonesian, I knew that that could help me. Um, like in my schoolwork, um, it would be a, a it would be a disadvantage to not know it. Like, if I was in math class right now, or no, like English class, mm-hmm. and and I was Indonesian, and I didn't know any American at all, it would be a disadvantage, and it would just drag me along. <laughs> So in this segment, I wanted to ask you, what is your most important tool or daily driver? Okay, so my important tool is breathing exercises. Hmm. Now, why are they useful? Because at school, I'd be trying new things, presenting to the class, and I get really nervous, anxious, and um, breathing exercise makes me like calm down and relax a mm. lot more mm. and everybody should do that. Can you teach us one real quick? Okay, so when you're counting, all the time you count, so you go one, you breathe in, and then two, you breathe out, and then three, you breathe in, and then you breathe out four. Until you do, like, 20. Well, until you have, like, when you're done. And you're going full breaths? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right, sorry, my breath stinks. Yes, (laughs) but you're right. That does help. Breathing exercises. Take the time to kind of slow down, catch your breath, and you know oxygen really helps the brain. Cool, cool. And last, I wanted to ask you about your favorite quote. 
that you could share with our one. Go. Okay, so it's actually a memory verse and it was so perfect. I don't know. I highlighted it four weeks ago and now it's like so perfect for young responsibilities. And it's Corinthians 13 verse 11 and it says, When I was a child, I spoke as a child, I understood as a child, I thought as a child, but when I became a man, I put away child thing, childish things. And so it, it just reminds me of how I was young and I was really childish at the moment. And when I was taught how to be, how to act, I stopped doing random things like digging up worms and cooking them. Cooking them? Yeah, you just leave them on the side and the sun will be like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Josephine. So that wraps us up for this episode. I hope you all learned something about being young and grown up at the same time. This is Memoirs of an Indonesian American. I'm Steve. I said my name? Oh, wait. My last name too? No? Okay. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Josephine. <laughs> oh my god. This has been Memoirs of an Indonesian American. I'm Steve. I'm Josephine. Bye. Bye.